What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Woodsman Perspective Podcast. This is Brent. Look, we got a cool one for you today. We're going to give you the uh, an inside track on deer processing with a deer processor. Uh, he happens to be our own Chris Herring, who he's our he's our resident forester also, but he owns two processing facilities. So you're going to get a behind-the-scenes look at, at what goes into it. Got a lot of good information, uh, some things that we as hunters can do on the front end when bringing that deer in to get a better overall experience. They just thought it'd be a really good one, especially at this point. The season's just sort of getting kicked off, and we all love to eat deer meat. So let's get going. Before we do, I'm going to shake you down real quick. Whatever platform you're listening on, if you will, give us a rating and a review. That helps us out. I try not to hit y'all with that every time, but uh, it's still it's, it's good to do. A lot of people look listen to it, and they don't think about it. They, you don't realize how important it is. But we appreciate it if you do that for us. And let's jump right into it. Deer processing. All right, y'all. We're back in the house. The Woodsman Perspective Podcast. Thank y'all for joining us again. Uh, we've been out. We've been been stretched out a little bit over the last couple of weeks uh, between between fall trips and, and getting food plots ready and just basic prep work. This time of year has been pretty busy, uh, but we're glad to be back in here. And we got a show today i really been looking forward to. It's... Uh, I don't know if you want to call it close to home, but, uh, you know, it's first off we're in here. It's, it's me and Chris and Mitt again. And, uh, we just happen to have, uh, a, a food, a, a processor owner. We want to talk about deer processing. That's right. The, uh, kind of the do's and don'ts of deer processing. Is that what you want? Uh, I think so. I think we can kind of talk through, we, we get a, a peek behind the curtain and it may, you know, look, it may turn into a little bit of a, of a promotional, but so be it. But, I think the the listener really gets the benefit of getting kind of a look behind the curtain and what what happens, what can go wrong, what your processor does. Uh, maybe and, give them an idea of how to take a little ownership and, and manage expectations. And because there's a, here's here's the thing, people either love their processor or they're mad at one, and they're quick to tell you in either no case. Right. Yeah, look, you see on, on the Facebook hunting groups. On all the, the the deer hunting pages and all the, this time of year, the the threads start on there. You know who's a good processor in X Y Z area. You know, and, and, and you and, know if a guy's been hunting ten years and he's wanting to know who a good processor, he's mad as other ones. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. You're like, well, I know this I, guy uh, hunts. He ain't new to the game. We, so we have an ongoing joke. Me and a, another couple of local, uh, local processors that that uh, I'll get his customers and and he'll get ours. You know, and they just they they some of them will swap. Vice versa, but yeah. a lot of it is is they get people to get ill because they don't understand. Yep. Can't please everybody. They, well, they don't. They don't understand, and and we're gonna get into. We're gonna dive into it. And it's really good when Brent thought about doing this this uh, this episode. I you know I, I you know we do it every day, but I thought you know it's a good time to get out and and kind of clear the air for all processors because we don't know we've got people listening everywhere, and uh, so different processors if you're in. You know, if you're in Wisconsin or, or Illinois, uh, it's going to be kind of the same process. So uh, we've got our land, we've got a land prep, we've got our hunting track set up, food plots are up, we shoot that five point on opening morning, and then what are we going then, Chris? Well, is the five point at least four or five years old? Is that why you shot him? <laughs> you just took him out. <laughs> you just took him I out. He wanted ten, tenderloin. Ham, ham want that, ten, that tender tenderloin. So, um, you know, our 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 process. We got two of them, and and we're kind of a full what you call a a 
full process and service. So from the tailgate to the to, to the, the table, tailgate to right. the table. Yeah. That's kind of that's a, that's kind of a motto from tailgate to the table. But you know, you bring that deer in, you back it up here to the to the door. My guys will pull it off, and and uh, and you'll go in and and fill out your paperwork, and, and they'll give you a tag. Yeah. Now some of this stuff is probably universal, right? And, and again, that's, that's where right. we want to kind of talk through. I think if the person listening understands that they have a role in being particular at certain steps in this process to right. make it to, to avoid confusion, to avoid a mistake, and also avoid that uh, that sticker shock or that confusion when they get the call that's later right, the on. Cost. That's ready. That's right. That's right. So go ahead. And, and everybody's diving in. You know, a lot of people. You know, you look at people the last two or three, four years. They give deer meat. Man, I ain't eat no deer meat. That beef run five sixty a pound. Hey. I think we're learning to love this deer meat. My <laughs> wife right. making some killer spaghetti with that's it, right. you know. That's right. And the Tacos. nutrition, you know, organic. <laughs> you, got, right. you got the cost of, of, that's of, right. of beef and the, from a healthy. I, I've always said this. I mean, it's giggling, but I've always said this. If we kept up per pound what we got in those deer, we'd eat the hooves off of them. <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it, it's just it's just one of those things. We but, could eat that black uh, angus every night. Yeah, ain't no doubt. That's no right. <laughs> But uh, well, what but, would you do with all yes, your time? I, that's right. <laughs> I get a lot of people because you know being in a small town and and uh, like Columbus, but you get a lot of people that you wouldn't believe, you wouldn't think would eat deer that eat it all the time now. I mean, yeah. it, it's a you know we we put good quality products in our deer and and mix it up because kind of you know you beat that deer deer taste. But uh, but anyway, Mick, going back to it, so you back up to the deer process place. You got that deer in the back, so. We take it off that truck. So then you go into the front, and I usually have um, some people up front, uh, kids working up front and, and guys, and you have a, a tagging process. So what that tagging process, you come in and, and you'll, my name is John Doe, and, and you're, you're number 17, okay? We're just going to throw the number out there. So, you know, we fill in that. Usually you, you have a sheet that you go by. And you'll fill that sheet out, and that sheet will have, you know, from. And this is an important part. Now. That's right. You don't, is, don't glaze over yeah, this unless it, your buddy next to you. Yeah. You got a hunting buddy that, that brought you in here. And, and, and it gets but, a little, it gets a little funny. This is why the responsibility of the of the guy where that, that killed the deer has control. You've got to do this because it's a guessing game. Because a lot of times we'll get 45, 50 deer in at a night. Okay, so they're all stacked out there, and and um. So when you fill out, we have two sheets. So you'll fill out your name. We'll ask your name, and 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 most of the time my people don't know your name. They they will if you're a routine. And some customer. people get offended. That's right, you know. But whoever's working the desk may not know you. So okay? you fill out your own sheet, and and you'd be surprised the people that write in cursive can't read their name, who their name is, uh, put the wrong phone number down. We we get a, we get a lot of that, and so. Be sure to write very clearly your name, yeah. write very clearly your phone number, and uh, and then what happens is when you fill that sheet out, we hand you a tag with your name on it. So then you go back out there to where you drop the deer off, and you tag it right then. We tag we put that we put that Trivex tag on that leg. Okay, so that tag is very important. You'll hear yeah, that us go number back. and name is on that you'll tag. You'll go back that, to that, that tag. Name and number is also right. on that sheet you filled out. That's right. So, so that's reason, the connection. That's what connects that carcass to what your order sheet is. That's right correct. There. That's the connection. And, and the thing is, and, and you know, Mitch, you brought elk in. You know, you bring them in a cooler, and, 
and then we'll tag, we tag that meat. So what happens is once we go to that process, we've got that deer tagged, it's in your ownership. So if anything happens, we know it. And with that book that we come in and we sign up on, we keep up with every one of them, we can back reference that book if the sheet gets messed up or the sheet was to get lost. That's right. We can call. We can, can call, call that person. And, and we do that a lot because you, you I understand something. We keep that, that market clean two or three times a day. So we're spreading that market down as it gets, you know, as it gets dirty, as, as the process goes on, we're spraying it down, we're cleaning it every day so sometimes those sheets get wet yep. and, and and sometimes you know they'll smear and, and look and we'll it gets busy here oh it you gets busy think, yeah. think you about start, around the holidays right. when, when when rifle season comes in well, when you start cranking place. when you start cranking out 25 we try to cut 25 or 30 deer a day okay and that's not counting the smoke the, yeah. the smoke meats and stuff it's a lot going on that's right so also when you're out there marking that sheet you're already feeling good you've already killed that deer you may be in a hurry. We, Wife may be texting. You got a you got something going on on Saturday evening. You you shot this deer. You may be a guest that doesn't hunt that much, and and the person oh, you're a guest of has you up here. Take some time. I can promise at this. this step and be deliberate. When you shoot that deer, you've got something to do. Yep. A Every kid, time. never little, fails. A kid's football game. Wife ready to go to eat somewhere. I mean, mad because you went hunting in the first That's place. Right. <laughs> Look, you you got off work. 30 minutes early, ran down there and wasn't expecting to kill one and wound up killing two. I mean, it, it just happens that way. So we clean them and everything, and, and that's kind of that, that full service. But um, So when you start marking down um, all your stuff, you got it tagged, it goes into the cooler, okay? So we chill them down pretty good. We probably keep them um, seven to ten days. Is we that's That's the main thing. And, and uh, once we do seven, ten days, that, that chills that deer down good. So then we'll take that, and I think that number was 17. We, when it comes time to process. That five point. That five point, you know, we go into the process room where it's got that tag on it. So that tag, whether you mark down, you know, basic package, which would be cube steak, hamburger meat, a roast, uh, back straps, whole, butterfly, any of that stuff. Uh, or you want some smoked meats. So what happens is we make those tags. Those tags follow that that deer right out of that cooler. Right so I want to interrupt you right here. So yeah. whether y'all skin the deer and you hang the carcass up, or I already bring deboned meat in there and that goes in a lug when I bring it, that tag stays with that meat. That tag stays with that meat. Regardless That's of right. how I bring the meat That's in right. there. We've got we probably got 25 or 30 in there now, three or four of them. People's killed other places, Texas and other places. And um, they're, they're tagged because they're deboned meat. And then that meat goes from there and it goes straight on in. And that way it, it doesn't get mixed up. Before we leave the skinning rack, I want my five-point homes. Okay. So we have the biggest problem, one of the biggest there problems. There you go, Mitt. Yeah. You're sitting back here quiet and then uh, you drop the hand One grenade. of the biggest problems we I know have. Because I've seen this it, be an it, issue is before. people... Expect what you do and to cut those horns off right then for them. Yeah. So you got 40 deer in the floor. You got 45, 50 deer, and they're sitting there and they eyeballs, hey, I need you to cut this off. I need you to cut this off. And it's and if we don't have many people there in front of us, you want to accommodate. You want to help. We want, we want, we want, we want yeah. you to be able to hang that thing on the fence and yep. never see it. But <laughs> it, it's, and a lot of them get that way. 
but on what top we, of the shit. But what we have to do to. now is if we get so many of them, I tell my boys, because you got to understand something, those guys got to clean those deer. And if they don't get right on them, they don't. They won't get done. They'll be two or three o'clock in the morning cleaning those things, and um, so what we do right then, we'll cut the head off and let you carry the head with you. Because we used to cut a lot of the horns off, but here's what happens: the horns are different, deer are different, skull caps are, are tender. Might have been shot in the <clears> ear hole. You'd... Well, you cut that horn off and you push him wrong, boom, you break them right in half. Yep, it, it, I've break seen skull it. Skull cap. Skull cap. You break the skull cap. If you don't cut that deer perfect off you break the skull cap well another thing a lot of us don't think about this we're thinking about hunting as recreation this is a business and you got guys that are skinning deer they may skin 25 30 deer and sometimes more than that at a certain time of year there's a safety issue there too oh there's no question look it's cold it's wet you got water you got sharp you got antlers you got sharp things there's a lot of ways to get hurt in that skinning room there's no question running the saws all cutting off horns it's it's just there's it's a risk well it is when you got other people staring on top of you that's right plus you know we do a lot of the tagging i would rather i would rather the customer tag their own deer and and i mean we've got to a place where you know, we got into a situation one time where a guy brought a deer in. We pulled it out of the truck, and he's like, oh, that ain't my, you know, we got his tag, filled us paper, come back, said, that ain't my deer. I said, yes, it is. It's the only one that's not tagged. No, it ain't. Mine's a lot bigger than that. I said, well, I'm telling you, that's your deer. It's the only one. No, I'm telling you, mine's, Chris, I've been hunting for 25 years. I had a 160-pound doe. I said, okay. Well, I said, well, lucky for you, I got a camera. I said, come on over here to the office. So I walked him over there to the office. We rewind it back, pulled the deer out, out of his truck. He's standing there looking at it, talking. He said, my bad. <laughs> so, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, it can It get, looks a little different laying there in that lot. Get, yes. Against, there, there's it five other, there, there may be a 160-inch 10-point laying there, and that doe is laying next to it. It looks a lot smaller now. But I'm, but I'm telling you, once you start pulling 25 or 30 does off of a truck, you don't know which one's yours. So we want you to tag your deer. That's why we give you the tag. A lot of times we come in before you ever fill the paperwork out, we're handing you a tag. Ideally before you unload it. Yes, leave then it in that truck. Because there's no doubt the one in your truck is your deer. <clears throat> I would rather you block that driveway and tag your deer than to jerk it out in the truck, run in there, tell the story. High five. You know, high five everybody. Nine. See one of your buddies there. Tell him. Yeah. Show him pictures of those big deer you've been getting on film. That you didn't shoot. That you shot. didn't shoot. And then you come back and you don't know your deer. It, it, it's just a it's a process. Yeah. So A lot of opportunity for things yes. to go wrong if you're not deliberate. And that's the point. That's, that's what correct. that's what we're wanting to try that's to correct. dispel and, and avoid. So I think we get back to the meat getting in there on the table. The boys start cutting. Yeah. Okay. So we tag we got that tag deer. So we take that tag off that deer, and we make the, we fill out those sheets. Uh, we have our own set of sheets we fill out back there, okay? Cube steak goes here, hamburger meat, and the guy just say he marks some summer sauce or some smoked sauce. Something to cook. Something to cook. So then we have to make tags with his name and number that goes with his smoked meat. In a separate cookbook, right? In a, in a right? separate cookbook. It goes over there. So we, we actually write your name and number down. If you get smoked meats, it'll be wrote down three different times. Verification. Verification that that's your meat. 
that we're not mixing any meat up. And that information is only meat. as good as what you put in that evening or that morning on that sheet. No question. I think y'all so take a important. little bit of time, Chris, to talk about proportions. I mean, the guy that comes in there and says, I want two pounds of summer sausage and 73 pounds of cube steak. Right. That don't work. Well, you get these guys that come in. 90-pound dough. Well, you get people that come in, they'll say, all steak. So my guys look at this sheet, and it says, no hamburger, all steak. Well. It ain't all going to be good steak. Well, I'm just telling you, you (laughs) you can't cut all steak off a deer. If you do, you're going to have to go bar a pair of teeth. To chew some of it. I mean, you just can't. It, it, it's not. You're going to turn the family off to deer it, meat real not, quick it, at that house. You can't cut all steak. You just can't do it. And and um, and um, you tell people, you're going to have hamburger on every deer. You're going to have those scraps that can make hamburger or sausage on every deer you cut. I don't care meat if you to be ground. it. Yes. Yeah. Ground meats. Um, so let's, lose, let's use steak. that 120-pound dough as an example. And okay. give us what the appropriate proportions of if I want as much steak yeah, as I can realistic get, what's a realistic, realistic expectation on, on hamburger versus cube steak? I mean, is it half and half? I mean, what can I expect on that? How or much? even like how much meat you're going to get back. Like what, what, you know, we did this before, uh, Chris, y'all did this on, on the Facebook thing, and it was a real neat post about the managing that expectation of, with well, a particular size deer, mm-hmm. how much of that on the hoof body weight what does that translate into in, in, in product and in meat? Right. And and that's that's really surprising because I well, think people I've don't always, realize. It, I think that'll help people fill out that sheet better, be more informed, well, and, it, and, and it'll relieve some of that shock on pickup day. Well, if you you know you know this, bigger the deer are, the more meat you're going to get off of the deer. But the majority of deer in in Mississippi, does hundred eighty five to a hundred pounds. So every. 75 or 80 pound dough you shoot you think in your mind it's 100 that's right you know i mean really and we'll weigh the the bigger ones we weigh them because we have our sheets are are set off of weight it's tiered by weight yeah so if something's close that's right basic yeah. package if it's something's close we used to throw it in a lower tier but you lean know, towards the customer. that's right that that 175 pound one i get you every time because it's in between the big big one and then the and then the smaller one as far as the price wise but um you know, a 120-pound dough mitt, you can, on live weight, you could take that weight and divide it by two, okay? So when you divide it by two, you're at 60 pounds, okay? And then you divide it by two again. So, you know, a fourth or a third, according to yeah. how much fat's on the deer. So you take, so let's think about it now. Live weight, he's walking around at 120 pounds, okay? So 30 pounds of meat is all you're going to get. Yeah, if you want 60 pounds of meat, you got to decide whether you want to eat skin or bones. Right. right. <laughs> so so people in their mind, and you'd be surprised, some really smart people, oh, man, it, you know, I ought to get 50, 60 pounds of meat. No, it, it, it's, it's not there. And we actually, we're going to do a post this year. We're going to do a dough. We did a buck uh, two, three years ago, and, and because we got so much fussing about us and other processors, I don't get all my meat back. Man, my meat, my box was light. Well, you know, and we're taking in consideration that 120 pound deer that you didn't shoot it in the shoulder, you didn't shoot Good it. Yeah, you didn't waste it. You didn't meat. shoot it in the hind quarter. Yeah. You didn't shoot it in. I mean. So let's meat. assume either neck or behind the very, shoulder. Very you didn't waste we any them, meat. We very rarely we see them shot in the head. Man, they'll shoot them anywhere. And right? let me tell you, everywhere got youth, else. Got youth season coming up. I can tell you, when you sitting there with Daddy, he says, "Put right in the middle of that deer and shoot." So wherever <laughs> it hits it, hey. 
you, you've done something. You know, you don't that, know where you A lot of times there's a follow-up shot. Right. So, you know, 30 pounds, and, and, it, and it, it bothers people. You know, they, they think like, man, I, you know, it kept my meat. Well, I can promise you, we do three, 4,000 deer. We ain't keeping no meat. You don't want no I don't, meat. I got plenty of deer meat, and I don't eat a lot of it myself. Um, but we don't. We don't it's want It's not any a conspiracy more. to no. keep you meeting. <clears throat> I donate enough meat at the end of the year that I could feed half of Columbus. I mean, just because stuff left over and people leaving it. And, and I mean, yeah. so we would much rather have your money than have to donate. Yeah, that. and so that helps. Let's not, don't glaze over that because yeah. a lot of times when people, you see those complaints, people have a complaint about their processor. It's, I didn't get all my meat back. They kept some of my meat. Things happen, but the processor does not want your meat. There's no big conspiracy to keep it. They want we want you to have it. Right, that's no question. And and you think about this. They've already paid some guy to skin it. They've paid two or three guys to process it, or they're self processing it. You know, they really want their they want their money back for the work they've already accomplished. And uh, you know, when it sits in that freezer, it's taking up prime real estate. And and I'm telling you, they don't they don't want it. But the but the main thing, the main misconception is, is once you take those deer, the bones, the skin, the guts, the head, once you take all that off of him and debone it, take out the bad fat, take out it's not a big majority of, of lean, good meat ready to go on a deer. Uh, and a hog is worse than a deer. People don't understand something about it. Wild hog, they got those big hollow bones, they got that big, you know, skull, you know, that big big cap that they that they you know armor plate what a lot of them call them because you try to clean one you know what i'm talking about but it's it's just not it's not a 50 50 split and people want us think it's a 50 i killed a 200 pound deer i'm gonna get 100 pounds of meat back it's not that way and and if we have to clean out and take out you know a lot of these big guns and you know everybody used to grew up shooting those 3030s and and buckshot and everything else now they shoot those big 300 magnums and and 338, well, they blow a hole big around as a, you know, a, a, a five-gallon bucket <laughs> through one of them, you know. And and, and so you got to clean all that. you got to clean all that bone out. you got to clean all that meat out. But like I said, people that bring that deer in there, they don't see that deer for another two or three weeks. So they really forget the size or where they shot it. And then, then the first thing you see is that $107 bill. Or yeah. $110 bill and they got 25 pounds of meat in their mouth. Yeah. Or they got yeah. they, they wanted some smoked meat and it yeah. didn't make they didn't get a lot of hamburger or you, That's right. you didn't get a lot of steak because you had to make that, right. that, that smoked and, and, order and, and it's two hundred dollars. What we try to do, and this is just our rule, whether it's wrong or right, but if you mark down a specialty meat, that's a smoked sausage, a breakfast sausage, a bacon burger, a summer sausage. We're going to fill that order first because I feel like, and I, I'm going back on, I feel like that's what you came up there for. Yeah. You came up there to get that Hawaiian sauce that yeah. we make. You know, everybody's talked about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm it, that it, way. Yeah. You know, and you that's say right. that, but I think about it. If I go down and mark a, a summer sausage or a smoked sausage, that's my priority. And then the, well, aside from the loin, loin right. hole, you know, right. that, that, that's, that's, right. that's preference one. But, but when I look at burger or steaks, well, I'm coming down first and looking at, summer sausage or smoked sausage and then just the balance of it you know if i go back and check something that's a good point right that's and i, and I, I mean, think that's probably the right approach so and and here's another thing if you do mark 
one or two items. And, you know, you understand something. Now, we're pumped up. We're excited. We've killed that deer. My, my, your son's killed that deer. He said, Daddy, I want them snack sticks. I want them beef stick. You know, they're really fired up. And, and you're, you're, you're in that with them. You're excited. You're pumped up that you've scored. And, and look, I mean, that's the main thing. I love to know that people that plant these food plots, do stuff right, kill and eat that deer, and they tell me, my wife made some of the best hamburgers or tacos. I like that. I mean, I, I like to hear people. I didn't grow up with a family that eat a lot of deer. So when I see people, and Brent eats it every meal he could, and he because he's a really good cook. a lot at of it. it. That's right. He cooks a lot of it, and he tries a lot of different things. But I love to know that people are eating it. And more people are eating venison now than ever before. And even people that don't hunt. I mean, I get so many deer dropped off for other people, yeah. that, and, and they get it. And, you know? and so there's another opportunity for uh-oh. <clears throat> you said it, and that's a good segue to talk about it because – what we want to do along the way is, is sprinkle in, as you talk about the process, some opportunities for you to, there, there's those moments where you be very particular and you can avoid, you can avoid disappointment or, or, or aggravation later. Right. And if you're dropping a deer off for someone else, or if someone else is dropping off a deer for you, it's really important to get that contact information right. Because you may be calling someone, you may have your, you your employee Chris calling somebody when that deer's ready and they, they may not even it. know the deer you know they don't know they don't know the number people are funny now about answering a number they don't know so y'all also do text right. which I think is great you yeah, know you send a text now because people uh, are busy yeah and so that's the thing if you're dropping a deer off for someone else communicate with them make sure they understand what you're marking make sure they understand what it may cost well and and you'd be surprised you know people are at ball games or at gatherings and and somebody, hey man, kill me a deer, you know, uh, Mitch, shoot me, shoot me a couple does. I want one. I want some of that sausage. Well, Mitch put that to heart because I can tell you when Mitch shoots a couple of them does, that's two more he ain't got to process. So he hands on off to to James over there. Well, the, the funny part about it is, I need all of James's contact information. You know, you know James is not sitting in here filling out this paperwork. Mm-hmm. So what a lot he's of he's gonna times, get a call and a, a bill for something he didn't fill out. A lot of times, what happens is you bring him in. I fill out James's name. I hope I got James's right phone number. You fill it out because we get that a lot. And then there's nothing marked on the sheet. So if James don't call, how do we know what he wants? Yeah, we don't have a clue. And we get, I'm gonna say not hundreds, but I have fifty deer a year that. There's nothing on the sheet. We have to call the people. That's where it goes back to good phone numbers, good clear numbers. And that's doable. That's another, that's right. that's another benefit we'll of adding them. that second book. You add that contact right. information and that number that's on that tag in a notebook. That's right. And so when that sheet, that blank sheet comes up, you cross-reference the number. That's correct. And then you got a contact, and, and you can I've, – I've had them call me before. That's right. And, 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 and you know, they'll – it's a good process, right. they, they but it's process only as good as the information that's input. It's just like a computer, just like just like whatever your day job. The, 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 our processes are only as good as the information we put in there. Right. So we try, Mid, I know you asked me earlier, we try to give everybody seven to ten days to come pick your deer up. I wish they'd come pick it up as soon as we called because I'm telling you, real estate, when I tell you real estate in that freezer is limited, 
it is limited. Well, I've heard you say it. you get backed up at the yeah. freeze. That bottle that comes that bottleneck position at the Backs worst time. We, we can't, think about the holidays. People spent money at the holidays, and you're calling right. them with a hundred or hundred fifty dollar order, and and they really don't want to come get it, and, and it's tied up space in your freezer. Or they've done kill five deer, and I'm gonna tell you something. It's hard to store them all. Yeah. But I can't store them for you. And 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 bad as I hate it, if we keep calling you, we will get rid of them. I mean, we got to. We got to yeah. get them out of there. And and I mean, I've got a couple churches on standby that's that's ready. Yeah. Hey, you and you hate to do to, that, I but do. you don't have a choice. I yeah. do. And, and we try to be, or y'all, I've seen y'all. Y'all try to be upfront about it. And you and Brent, you know, because you helped us when we started off on this thing, cutting up right there beside my dad, and, and uh, you know, just learning because you wanted to kind of learn a trade of cutting and different, you know, butchering types. But I mean, we're gonna have deer. That's in October, and if I don't pay attention, in December we'll you know we clean that freezer out because boxes will get old. I'll pull deer out of there, and, and, and there'll be some deer bow still. Season. There'll, bow be season bow season season there'll be a bow season. There'll be a bow season deer in, there. in the freezer. And you know you in have, the freezer, not in the cooler. Let's you be have clear. great. <laughs> you have great intentions on coming and getting it, but I can promise you, once you kill it, once you care the rack to get mounted or whatever, you you don't really think about that meat much. Yeah. And 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 like you said, we're in we're in the holiday part of the season. We're in a traveling part of the season. People are coming into town, you know, visiting family, go hunting, which is that's the great best tradition that's we right. have in the south. Killing a deer. But I can already tell you it's a it's a funny we, we, we got a little ongoing joke here. If you've got a Florida number, you ain't coming back getting that deer. <laughs> it's just one of those things. It just you know, you you, you got intentions on coming back getting it. And, it was fun. It's fun. Yeah. You fill out the paperwork. Hey, man, no big deal. I'll send you a credit card. But it but it never happens. And you'd be surprised at people that pay for it over the phone and then never pick it up. Yeah. And we donate at the end of the year. I mean, you know, we're not out nothing, but. Or the, every, you know, sometimes the family they were here hunting with can come get it. That's right. Uh, we'll come if get they it. Will. But, but there again, when you start putting, you got to understand something. Your wife or spouse or yourself your mama goes to the grocery store. She buys five packs of meat at a time, maybe. She puts it in the freezer, puts it in the refrigerator. Well, you come kill a deer, you've got 25 or 30 packs of meat to put somewhere. And if you kill five deer, you're over 100, 150 packs of meat. Yep. So it's a lot. I, I understand it, and I hear a lot of people, hey, man, I'm trying to make room. Well, we are too. We're trying to make room to put another one in there. And it's a... Yeah, uh, we can relate. That's right. And I tell people this all the time, and, 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 and I, I want them to do it. Like, well, get rid of your deer from the previous year and restock your freezer. Yeah. We've been, eating, we've been people, using burger for, for there, the last There's enough month. people out there. Yep. Hey, they would need families. I took families. some to dad. That's uh, right. We've been eating. Uh, I mean, the, the Palmer home, you know, the last house on the block, some of these yeah. places... Take that meat to them. It's vacuum sealed. It's good. And just, and just refresh yeah, it. Make room. If you yeah. like to hunt that much, yep. refreshing that meat, give it somebody. Don't waste it and, and because you pay good money for it. Um, but, Brent, if I was going to do a list of processing don'ts, yeah, okay, well, yeah, and I've made a, a list of processing don'ts, and I'm not going to, you know, we'll get into a little funny on it, but I'm going to tell you all a list of processing don'ts that's the number one that I think. And, Brent, I want you to chime in because you'll know some because they – you know, yeah, I've Facebook heard, I've heard a lot of these stories. That's right. So the num- number one thing is don't put the wrong phone number down. 
Know I mean, your phone number. Yes. Don't give me, and, and you'd be surprised that enough people. Don't give me the, or, they, or they'll give you a number they thinks the person that will probably pick it up. That's where it gets really hinky when it's in their name, but they put a different number on it. We've got it tagged. We got your meat ready. We got the right name. No phone number. And and we try to find phone number and phone books, but if I don't know, if we don't know you, you don't get it, and, and you be mad. You're mad. We kept your deer, but you give us the wrong phone. And look, if you know, and I'm not picking on anyone, but if you know that sometimes your minutes run out. That's right. Don't come back later mad saying you didn't get a call. Because right. you've got to know that you have you have a possibility of missing some calls or texts. That, that's right. If, if well, you're prone to let you your minutes the run out. That's yeah. right. Well, look, if, if you want them lover boys and there's a bunch of women <laughs> calling you on that one phone, yeah. And you cut it off because you're getting harassed and you get yeah. another phone. Don't get mad. Don't and say nobody calls. Please, come, That's please right. come to the yeah. to the meat. Don't give us the, the drop number. phone That's number. Right. Don't don't give Chris and Prairie Meat the uh-huh. drop phone number. Give us a number we can get you. And, on. And, and look, make sure you tag your deer. You'll be surprised. People fired up, fill the paperwork out, tell their story. You know, we want you to come tell the story. We want to hear your hunt. They I get mean, halfway home they and they got that tag in their pocket and they drove off and and. And at the end of the day, I have, my boys call all the time and say, I got three out here with no tags. So we're scrambling then to try to figure out process of all elimination. the papers to see who it is. And, and uh, so we'll tag them unknown. And, and then we'll hope you call back. Because if you don't tag it, we don't know. And, and I mean, it's, it's one. Uh, and we went to that deer for other people, Brent. Yep. That's a big thing. If you're going to kill one for James... Make sure James has got that, what he wants. I would love for you to fill out that paper like it was yours for James and put everything that James wants on that tag. I mean, on that paper. Because like I said, that and paper And don't do James it. dirty and order a bunch of expensive stuff. And like manage that expectation with James. That's right. So when and, James and you get a whole deer done and smoked cat. meat. Now, it, that's not, I mean... That's right. I mean, it costs a lot of money no, to right. produce. And that's on, you know? down the, that's on down the line. Okay. We'll talk Come about that in a second. But it, you, you're exactly right, Mitt. That's a, that's a, I mean, uh, Brent, that's a big thing. And um, and here's another thing for James. I can tell you, we've probably cut up 20,000 deer since we've opened, and I have never had one dropped off for somebody that was already skinned. You're going to pay that skinning fee. Mm-hmm. So that's $25 you can add on to that bill is that skinning fee. You know, and, and it's funny. That's one thing. I won't, I won't slow us down long here, but skinning. You know, growing up through the 80s and 90s, the idea of someone else skinning your deer was was laughable. That was just a big part of it. But it's so funny anymore how that's not. You know, there, there's a few cases where you've got that deer camp atmosphere and, and people still do it. But for the most part, it, we're, we're just so pressed for time now. The look. convenience between having to have a place – Get out there and do it. Having water and having light, then you got to deal with the carcass. That, that's a value. I, and I'm, I'm, I think we charge that, twenty-five dollars. That's one of the best values around when you look at you what it saves it. you from having to do. We skin it, we haul your guts off, we wash it down, we cool it for twenty-five dollars. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a pretty good deal. And you may be the best. You may be the best skinner in the world. You know, there's a YouTube video that. that Spanish Mexican deer skin that could do it in a minute and 80 seconds. I think um, it was about 30 seconds. Yeah, whatever yeah. it was. It was fast. It was so fast I could see the hair all over the meat. I can tell you that. <laughs> but, um, you know, that takes time. 
And, and if you take your time and you think about it, like I said, Brent, if you used to, if you grew up skinning deer, it was a process. It was an hour. It was, you, you know what I mean? Spend like, an it hour, that's right. And then you got them guts in the back of your truck that laid there all night, and every cat in the neighborhood and got in them, and two coons in the back fist fighting over those. You know, I mean, it, it happens. Or you leave them in there a couple of days. Or Ooh. you live in a neighborhood. That's right. And you got, right. you got annoyed people. You know, Look, there just, ain't a good place to put guts and blood. There's no good place. I mean, if, if it's at your deer camp or at your house, you know, if you up there cranking that thing up on that old swing set that you bought for your daughter when she was ten, yeah, it's still it's it's a pain. Yeah. So anyway, that's you know? that's a big yeah. that's a big service too. And and the other thing is. Don't ride that sucker around in a truck. Is that on your list? Yeah. Don't drive that sucker yes. around all weekend. Timing, timing. We, we, we might as well jump on, on yeah. it. Go ahead. Timing. You know, if you kill that deer, and, and a lot of times we have people that kill them in other counties away, you know, 20, 30 miles. So you kill that deer at daylight. By the time you go back to the camp and eat a little breakfast and run up there to the, you know, the Mennonite Bakery and and tell the story seven, mm-hmm. eight times, you know, that deer's Looks like a piece of two before back there. I mean, he's stiff, old arms, but but you've carried him that long in that truck. Get him on up here. I mean, yeah. we, so we can get him cleaned, we can get him processed, get him in that cooler because it, uh, you know, it, yeah, and deer, that part is out of the processor's control. Right. One thing about the Lord, He made a deer where it can take some, you know, it can stay killed for, you know, seven eight hours and and, and it's fine. It, you know, a lot of times tracking stuff, but. The, the better that meat, the quicker it's in that cooler, yeah. the quicker it's washed off, the quicker it's cooled and chilled, the better that meat's yeah. going to be. Once, once life ceases, that's right. You that got process to get starts. Mm-hmm. That, that, yeah, you, it locks it down. Yep. Um, marking too much products. Marking too much products. I mean, that's another, yeah. that's a big don't. Um, and, and that's something you're usually the staff or whoever's that, at the right. desk can, to, can but, help them. But look, y'all. You got to calculate on your phone. That's right. And 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 we got on there minimum orders. We got a twenty pound minimum order because we don't mix <clears> people's <throat> meat up. So we don't sell one pack of smoked sausage by itself. Yeah. Okay. So once we make that order, and if you mark snack sticks, summer sausage, and smoked sausage, and you got a big deer, we can, you know, by the time we put the pork fat and everything in there, we can fill those orders. But there again. You're at a hundred dollar bill. Every smoked meat, because prices have gone up so bad. Every smoke, if you get a twenty to twenty five pound batch yeah, of batch, smoked meat, yeah. you're a hundred dollar bill for every batch. Yeah. So if you get three batches and a skinning fee and a skinning fee, you're three hundred twenty five dollars. And let me tell you something. They and then the us, deboning and processing yes, that process fee right. applies even that's for right. smoked I'll, meat because you've got to handle that carcass. That's what handle, that's and, for. And, and it's a and, deboning and it's yep. a cheaper fee. But we still got to cut all that meat off the bone. Now, that's if you right. bring in the cooler yep. already done, you don't get charged that. Yep. But we that's still got to handle that, that meat. Yeah. And so you're $325 for a deer, and, and we have to pay taxes, sales tax. I mean, they nailed our tails off. Deer processing is under you know, one of the, the essential companies <clears throat> that they charge state sales tax. I, I've never understood it. It's illegal to sell deer meat. But they're charging us for a process fee. I don't agree with it, but guess what? We have to do it. That's right. And we pay the state every month uh, on on those sales. Um, People coming in, all steak. All right, let me just tell you, you can't make all steak. If if we do a deer and it's all steak and you got 100 pounds of deer 
and it's all good steak, and, and they tell you, just get rid of the rest. You can keep, you can keep the hamburger meat. You can keep the other. We get a lot of that. Well, guess what? You're going to get about eight packs of meat. Yeah. And you got a skinning fee on top of it. And we knock down part of the price. You're still going to pay 50, 60 bucks for eight packs of meat. You could have bought Angus Choice yeah, if you wanted to. Wagyu. I mean, don't do that. Um, people bringing in multiple deer. You know, shooting does. I get a lot of times people come in with five deer. They want to put it on one sheet. Can't do that. Yeah. We we can't you can't put you know, if you bring in three deer and and, and the numbers we'll go back to that seventeen. Yeah, they get hung and, in that and, cooler. You, you get hung in cooler, you got three deer, so eighteen, <clears throat> nineteen, twenty, twenty one. Yeah. You know, whatever how many deer They don't you bring necessarily in. come back out to be broke down That's and right. processed Each in that same order. No yeah. And and we and we don't because we can't. There again, we're fighting for cooler space. We're fighting for if anybody's seen it, we take those pictures. Hey, we're full. We're not taking any deer. Well, there's a reason. We've got them deer packed in there. We don't want to, you know, you can't stack them on the floor. No. So, you know, you got each deer you have, you've got to tag that deer. And and um, one of the number one, one of the number one and, and, and rankings on, on our part is keeping people's trophy deer out. Mm-mm-mm. You know what I'm talking about, Brent? Okay, <laughs> you know. Trophy deer. You kill this, you kill that 150, okay? Or that five point. You grew that 150. You want it caped out. We have that service. But here's the problem. Once we cape that deer out, we need you to come get it. We don't want it. Health reasons, health part. We don't, you think about it, we don't want that deer head laying in that cooler that regenerates air, okay, to have all that hair blowing all over everybody's deer. We want you to come get it, and that's the safety. And safety also for your you guys. You go in there. You got and, a dang and, and a 10-point poking somebody every time look, they go through there. It, it happens every year, and we got signs up. We are not responsible 24 hours after we cape that deer. Yep. Come get your deer. Yep. Don't You ought to see the racks that I've got over the years sitting on top of my cooler that people have left, left them in there so long that the hair and eyes pull out of them. I mean, it's just wild and great deer. And I tag them, I cut the horns off, and I'll put them on top of the cooler. And they'll come in, man, where's my deer? Well, fella, you killed it at Thanksgiving. We're at New Year. <laughs> you know, well, I thought you was going to freeze it for me. No, we don't. Mm-mm. We don't freeze them. You got to come And you're them. not a taxidermist either. I am That's not. The, yeah. We have a taxidermist that put their cards up here. And I there's got no affiliation or connection or sponsorship. And or. I don't know of any processor, unless he does his own, that would get... Because I'm telling you, we get more back blow yep. off of deer horns. Man, my horns, my kids' horns, y'all, y'all lost them. Hold on a second. You're in the meat business. That's right. So if your kid kills that deer and you want his horns, take the head That's that the thing. night. And I've heard you say this before. If it's that important... Don't leave it to your meat processor. You know, if, if it means that much to you, don't leave it in a in a meat processor cooler. Get it. That's right. And I know you don't have a place to keep it at home, but don't leave it with me. And, and I know a lot of processors, I won't do it. We will wear your phone out for you to come get that deer. But I know a lot of them that sticks them right outside the door. And abandon And abandon them yep. and leaves them. I mean, he'll stick those heads outside the door, and that's what he does. Dogs tear them off everything else. You know, one of the worst cussings I've ever taken was a guy that his son killed him, killed the deer. They were out of town guests. 
He was. We caked it out for him. I'll be back tonight to get it. We're going to go eat. I'll be back tonight. We didn't see him. And I said, well, can we leave it out? He said, yeah, we'll, we'll stop by and pick it up. You leave it outside the door. Sure. At the skinny place. I said, mm. okay. I, was, I think I was making. We put it outside the door. Gone. We didn't think nothing about yeah, it. Thought he got it. Thought he got it. All right. He didn't come back and get it while we were open. So about a week later, a week later, I start getting phone calls. Hey, man, where's my uh, son's deer stealing your cooler? I said, mm. no, uh-uh. We put it out. Man, that's tough. So I wasn't down there. Because you don't want that to No, I, mean, I wasn't down there, so yeah. I had to call get the story. So no, Chris, we put that deer out. He was going to come get it. He actually tipped us, and he was going to come get the deer. We put it out there. Well, guess what? We found the deer. About a month later, drug out there behind. A dog had got it and mm. drug it out there behind the thing. And, I mean, that's just – but self-responsibility. Yeah. Come get it. If it – like I said, if it – if you've had camera pictures of it and you need that deer, come get that deer. I mean, there's no sense in leaving it with us. And and, um, and I don't want them in there. If you think about one of my workers walking that cooler and trip and fall on one of them, mm. it jabbed right through them. We've had them stuck through. We've had deer horns stick through the bottom of boots, work boots, go right through the bottom of it and get in their foot. Yeah. We've had them stick them on the side. It's just dangerous. It's, just it's, dangerous. it's a wet area. There's a lot. There's, there's a lot of ways to get hurt, and, and most people, you know, your and, hunter, and the hunters don't think about that. That's a, I mean, that's like an industrial work area for your employees. Well, Brent, you you played around with mountain deer. It's not good to leave them in a cooler, correct? No, they'll slip. They'll that hair. That hair will start slipping pretty soon. You need to get. One, one you need to get it taken care of. You need to get it fully caped. And there's a difference between a trophy cape that the Skinner does, and a full caping where they can remove the horns that your taxidermist does. Right. The best thing would be if you pay the caping fee to have your processor cape it, get it directly, either either get it in a freezer or get it directly to your taxidermist so he can go ahead and take that cape off of the skull. And he can cut the, if you want to show the horns off, your taxidermist can cape it out, cut the horns off the skull, Flesh and you out. can have them back. Yeah. Uh, but that's the best way to do and it. Start Go ahead and get it to your taxidermist. That, that's right. And your taxidermist would rather you do that too. Your, ta- your taxidermist does not want you to bring a cape in that's set in your in your processor's cooler for a week. You'll be I surprised. Guarantee you they don't. I feel eight to ten deer processors capes are ruined, and yep. and need extra capes to to fix them. I mean it's just, it's it's a big it's a big deal. It's because people don't don't take them. And um, I mean, I've got one sitting over right now, 150 inches. I've got the horns cut off of it. I got the guy's name on it, and he's not. I've not heard anything from him. It's sitting there. He'll come in this year, and I'll give him his horns back. Yeah. But they're sitting over right now, 150 inch deer, huge deer. Well, look, I think all this helps, regardless of where you're at and who your processor is. It, it just pointing out some things that you've seen. You know, look, benefit from this experience. You know, having somebody on the podcast here that that owns a processor. Uh, what uh, what I, I'm. You want to talk about how you ended up in the processing business? Well, I'll tell it quick. Um, my my dad, he's which he's eighty five, eighty six now. But my my father was a butcher. Um, started butchering beef when he was um, sixteen years old, and so sixty four, sixty five years. So, daddy wasn't one that he loved to work, want to retire. So when he got ready to retire from a major grocery store. Um, we knew I had a demand. I knew there was a demand out here in the prairie because we didn't have a processor. 
we had to go all the way north of town to care one, a, a really good processor. They're good, yeah. And he's in, in uh, so I, I told Daddy, I said, look, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to build you a deer processing plant. Well, you know, he said, well, okay. So I, so I went and started studying and, and, and went down to Jackson at one of the best ones that's yeah, down you, there called Vans. You met with several of them. I met with several of them, and I, and I wanted – I knew his his vision for the market and, and how he wanted it, good drains and everything. So anyway, I built a state-of-the-art deer processing plant just for him, and that would be his, his retirement. His retirement. That sort of gets him transitioned. So I think the first year we – you know, what we was figuring – thousand deer i'd be happy a thousand deer you know i think we got 1800 2000 so he told me it wasn't much of retirement uh, he told me after things he said look next time you're gonna do me a favor he said ask me about it first (laughs) but um since then it's picked up we've we've uh but he's trained the guy yeah that that bill's wisdom was oh man he's he's, trained so many the guys i got the crew i got now daddy went through them the process of of cleanness you know cleaning fundamentals of butchering the smell, you know, people don't like processed plants because of the smell. And and uh, we clean ours every day. The only problem is when you clean deer on a site, you're going to have blood. It gets in the parking lot. It gets in, it's hard to beat all the smell down. But we've got some methods that we use. But the main thing is cleanness. People want to know my meat's getting processed clean. And I can tell you, mine and, and the one north of town, they are clean, clean processors. Yep. I mean, they they get disinfected every day, uh, washed down, disinfected, and it's clean. But yeah, and that, but, a lot of that's having that perfect Bill's influence as a professional butcher, a career butcher. That's right. Those are the details that maybe a and you, and you know you think about uh, Daddy butchered cattle all of his life, and and uh, when he started, they didn't have a saw; they hit it with a cleaver. I think his his first market was 1955, and he was telling me stories about people would come in and. You didn't have steaks back then. You had pork or chicken or or something like that. Beef was rare, but you you know you think about it, he cut it with cleavers and a big old hand big old hand saw. Mm. So they would cut you know all the meat back then. It's really neat to I pick his brain and and try to uh, write down stuff to try to remember you know the way it was versus now. But but the the big factor when he started in 1955 to we are here in 2022 is cleanness. You know, everybody wanted that meat clean. They trust their butcher. They want it to be good because, uh, you know, vegans and uh, wasn't real popular. You know, back then more now. Yeah. You know, but everybody eats meat with their with their food, and and uh, yeah, well, and, and the processing came a long way. Has. If you think about now, the vacuum seal packaging and all, you, you look. Used to you, be that old could, freezer paper. Yeah, the freezer paper, or or, or it was or about a, a month. skid with some saran wrap. About a month, mid. Yeah, that's right. And even and let me tell you, some them Ziploc bags. Those freezer bags. You, you yeah, can you, you can scream. I'm on, I'm I'm not gonna last I'm long. Freezer burn. Yeah, yeah. I'm, on, I'm on freezer burn. Put me in a freezer bag. <laughs> and and that's true. That those vacuum seals are a game changer. A little more money, uh, but the vacuum sealers are a game changer for us. I and mean, I've got people say, Chris, I, hey man, I I've eaten some of your meat three years old. Still good, and I mean that makes you feel pretty good. I'm, I'm thinking, man, dude, you need to kill more deer. For still eating at three years old. I mean, we need to get you a little better place to hunt. But uh, you know, it, it's it's been a it's a full time job. I can promise you, with with help and and uh, but but we try to put out a very good product. And, and I tell you what, it makes you feel good. What's your you, flagship product? Hawaiian sausage. Yeah, no doubt one. about it. 
I mean, it, it don't. It, it, it's a now we're making it out of pork, Boston butts. So we're making a Hawaiian sauce out of Boston butt. It's killer. I yeah. mean, people stand in line. We have to. So you can sell that too. That's we the can advantage sell that. of that. It, yeah. It's it's it, you know we get a USDA Boston butts and and we take them off the bone and and we make a sauce. We make two or three different kinds and and uh, but the Hawaiian sausage we make more of that than we do anything. And it's a uh, it's, it's, it's good. And if people eat it, they they. They come back for more. I'm gonna promise you about that. So I mean, I don't. Other than that, look, have a good, you know, kill your deer, bring it in. If you if you want it a certain way, be deliberate about. It. Yeah, be particular right. when you're filling out that sheet. There's, the whole point of this, what we be want to be able to convey, is you can you've got some. The things are gonna happen, but you you've got some control of how that processor experience goes. Right. It's just like going to a restaurant or a grocery store or anywhere else. Your approach and, and you doing your part as an informed consumer is gonna gonna make that experience better. Mitt, what's your favorite what's your favorite product or your elk and stuff that you do that you bring what do you like? Hands down it's it's the Hawaiian sausage. Yeah. I mean hands down. I mean I get better than that bacon burger? hundred percent better. Yeah. I mean, I love the bacon burger because there's a lot of things that you can do. Like hamburger meat's real dry. I mean, or the deer. Right, that's right. You that add that bacon in there, and, man, it can make a really, really good patty that holds together and, and makes a good burger. But it's hands down that Hawaiian. I mean, I have people come over Thanksgiving and Christmas and have little parties and get-togethers. Mm-hmm. And when I have that platter of Hawaiian sausage out there, without a doubt, whether you're a hunter or not, what is that and where can I get it? Yeah, where can I get Look, it? Look, man, I did. I'm in a little supper club group, man, when it was our night to host. I did some, uh, I do some sort of maybe a little more bougie. I cut out some of my deer. I'll cut a, a bone in loin with the ribs in, and I, I did I did that. And Amanda did a, a charcuterie board, and we had summer sausage, the Hawaiian summer sausage and Hawaiian smoked sausage, and it was a showstopper. They were knocking it out. Man, it was good. Well, Brent's our chef of the whole group. Which I, <laughs> you know, Brent, what's your favorite What's your favorite recipe? If you was to throw it out there for wild game, venison, what do you like the best that you make it throw out there and share with people? What's yeah, your favorite? Look, what's your favorite? I, I tell you what I've been doing lately, what I really like doing is, is for years, you know, we all, everybody that's in, you know, that, that eats wild game already is familiar with the poppers, the bacon wrap loin, whether you, with cream cheese and jalapenos. Well, I started trying to expand my approach on, you know, what I did with it, with the deer meat. With a, with a tenderloin, and I've started doing that bone-in cut and doing it sort of a reverse sear, sort of like you would a prime rib, slow cook it for a little while, then get your grill hot and sear it. <clears throat> that that works real well for that bone-in cut, but then if you think about a deer's tenderloin, and I know we don't have a visual here, but that back strap, about the back half of it, there are no ribs in there, in that gut area. So I take that and I cut fillets. Like a medallion. Like I cut, yeah, I cut like a. I mean, it's a fillet mignon. I mean, okay, that, that's what it is. I'll okay. cut a thick fillet, and I've started cooking them just like you would a beef fillet. Instead of instead of cutting that loin up and bacon wrapping it, I I cook it, handle it like a beef steak, and I love it. I mean, we did some at at the Christmas party, right? And you would think like, I'll, I'll marinate. I'm not a huge marinator. I love that Hoover sauce. It comes over, it comes from killer. Louise from the oh, Delta. Yeah, so if killer. I marinate, I'll I'll thin that down a little water and marinate with that. But I'm a salt, pepper, garlic rub down, and and just cook it right. And that that's so right now, 
that's where I'm. That's my favorite way. To, that's my favorite venison right now. Is just you a, can't a, overcook a it right. That's you right. Can't overcook it. Yep. I want to tell you now those that keen cut that you have the crown. Yeah, that crown, that crown that roast. That thing was. Listen, I got to eat one of them. You know, it looked good on uh, that on that Komodo Joe that he was cooking. Mm-hmm. But when you eat one yeah, of them, it was right. killer. He called me and said, "You got to come try one of these." Yeah. So well. Uh, me and him will live a couple miles down the road. I, I run like my yeah. tail's on fire down there. It was killer. It was good. Yeah, it's right. That, that's Tomahawk. Right, yeah, right now, that's my favorite thing. I'll cook them together, and then you slice them off when you serve them, and you got a little individual tomahawk. It, it makes, was good. It makes well, you feel special when you're eating it. Well, i tell you what, it's good. <laughs> it is very, very good. Um, Look, I think that's a good one, man. Uh, I, I expect we'll come back. We're, we're kicking around getting a guest in here for the next one. I, I think we got a real good one on deck. Look, we got a, we got a first shot of rain overnight. We we've been in a little bit of a drought after the wettest August on record. We had a dry, dry September and October, and food plot planting got a little dicey. But we got a rain shower last night. I that's, think we may me. have a chance in the seven days, so we may get a follow up, which is just as important as that first one, if not more important, right? Yep. Uh, so both seasons open. I shot one. I shot a doe opening day. Mitt's got a big elk under his belt. It's time. That's it. Chris it got is. plots planted. That's right, man. I'm fired up. Everybody's happy. I've run, run some long hours on that tractor, but we got her in there. All right. Well, look, thank y'all. We hope you got something out of it, and we'll see you on the next one.